This is the Rorschach Georgia update from the 15th of June, 2023. Quick summary of what's going down in Georgia. Kick this episode off with updates on the EU's 12 recommendations. On Monday, the 12th, the Venice Commission published its final opinion on the draft law on de-oligarchization, one of the conditions Georgia must fulfill to get EU candidate status. In the document, the Venice Commission warns against private individuals possessing excessive power without transparency, legitimacy, and accountability. The commission also said that Georgia's draft law on de-oligarchization recognizes wealthy and media-owning individuals, subjecting them to restrictions. However, there is a possibility of political abuse and arbitrary enforcement. Finally, the Venice Commission advised against adopting the revised draft law. For those who don't know, the Venice Commission is more or less the European Union. On Tuesday the 13th, despite the recommendations of the Venice Commission, Georgian Dream, or Otsneba, passed the de-oligarchization bill with 81 votes against two in its second reading. Henri Ohanashvili, chair of the Legal Affairs Committee, said the parliament approved the amendment version of the bill, taking mostly all of the EU recommendations, which they didn't, commenting on the Venice Commission's opinion that advised against adopting the revised draft law. Ohanashvili said that it is critical for Georgia to act in accordance with the European Commission to adopt the de-oligarchization law and leave no room for speculation on the fulfillment of EU priorities. Huh. The reality is that what the opposition members of parliament said, that adopting the Georgian law for de-oligarchization would sabotage Georgia's EU integration, was accurate. The selective enforcement is the whole idea of Otsneba passing this law, as the Venice Commission understood. On Monday the 12th, Transparency International Georgia, a local watchdog, published a study that found that 20 public agencies have not published simplified procurement contracts. Among these agencies are key government bodies such as the Government Administration, Ministry of Internal Affairs, the Administration of the President, and the State Security Service. From 2020 to 23, the Ministry of Internal Affairs held 338 procurements through the simplified procedure while the government administration, administration of the president, and state security service requested 26, 11, and 41 procurements, respectively. Although recent studies by the watchdog mentioned that there are fewer agencies failing to publish contracts, Transparency International calls on the state procurement agency and procurement entities to pay closer attention to the issue. On Tuesday the 13th, the National Bank of Georgia, or NBG, adopted the draft amendments to the law thanks to Otsneba, overriding President Zurabashvili's veto. According to the amendments, the National Bank of Georgia will now have four vice presidents and a newly appointed first vice president who will act as president during the president's absence. And the number of executive National Bank of Georgia board members will increase to five. The amendments caused criticism among experts, the opposition, and the IMF as the board consists of five executives who are, importantly, public servants and can get fired at any time. And for non-executive members, eliminating the board's role as an independent supervisory body since the majority of board members will be state employees who can be fired at any time. The rumors are that Bizzino wants to get rid of the head, Koba Gvenitadze, who's been there since 2016. He's done an amazing job. Everybody who wants an independent central bank is crazy about him. Bizzino wants to to replace them with somebody who will follow orders because the global experience with non-independent central banks is just so fantastic. 
interesting to talk to the non-executives to see what they have to say about this now that they're in the minority and it won't really matter once Gwani Tata gets fired. Moving on to sanctions, on Thursday the 8th, the European Council on Foreign Relations, or ECFR, annual council meeting in Stockholm. Jim O'Brien, head of the Office of Sanctions Coordination at the U.S. State Department, said the U.S. government is actively discussing the issue of Russia, Turkey, Kazakhstan, the United Arab Emirates, Armenia, and Georgia circumventing sanctions. He stressed that the European companies selling materials to other nations who sell them on to Russia have allowed Moscow to import critical electronics for modern weaponry. Later that day, an article by Politico, global nonpartisan politics and policy news organization now based in Europe, citing O'Brien's talking about sanctions, caught the attention of the Georgian media and politicians. Ministry of Finance, in light of accusations from politicians and media outlets, stated that Georgia fully complied with international sanctions, but did not impose sanctions directly on Russia and actively collaborated with partner countries. He didn't mention that Georgia is actively collaborating with Russia to bust sanctions. On Friday the 9th, Prime Minister Irakli Karabashvili met with German Chancellor Olaf Scholz in Berlin. They talked about Georgia's progress towards joining the EU, the steps Georgia took on the EU integration, path, reforms carried out in the country, significant progress made in implementing the EU's 12 recommendations. According to the statement from the German federal chancellor's author, Schultz emphasized that Germany always supports Georgia's sovereignty and territorial integrity within the internationally recognized borders and has urged the government to promptly and actively implement the necessary measures on the European recommendations. Heading west, on Friday the 9th, the government of the Autonomous Republic of Ajata reported that the Batumi Stadium received the real estate Oscar at the FIABCI World Congress in Miami. Tornike Rijvadze, chairman of the government of Ajata, attended the event and took part in the award ceremony. The soccer stadium earned international recognition after being nominated for the world's best public infrastructure award. Thousands of companies from over 70 countries attended the event. On Sunday the 11th, the Environment Ministry announced that Martvili Canyon in the Okatse Waterfall in Georgia's west will now be open to visitors at night with the installation of an eco-friendly 3D lighting system. Total budget for 3D lighting system was 4 million lati, about $1.5 million. Otar Shamugia, Minister of Agricultural and Environmental Protection, said in 2022 approximately 900,000 guests visited our protected areas, and this year, within five months, the number of visitors has increased by 50% compared to last year. On Monday the 13th, according to Info Imereti, a local news outlet in Imereti region, the miners in Chiatura went on a hunger strike demanding fair pay and better working conditions. Employees of Georgian Manganese LLC, a local mining company, went on a week-long protest which caused complete stoppage of operations across all mines, affecting over 3,000 workers. On Friday the 9th, the company responded to the protest, stating that they have not exported their products this year due to the ongoing decrease in demand and significant price drops in the global ferro-alloys market, resulting in plummeting incomes of Georgian manganese. Also, the company proposed changes, including a transition to a new work schedule, which involves minimizing administrative costs and shifting from a two-shift, 12-hour workday to a three-shift, eight-hour workday. I'm guessing with a drop in wages. However, dissatisfied with the proposal, miners continued the strike. Wednesday the 14th, Prime Minister Irakli Kharabashvili visited the Kingdom of Belgium. He met with 
Charles Michel, president of European Council, Alexander de Croo, the Belgian prime minister, and Oliver Varhelgi, the European commissioner for European neighborhood policy and enlargement. Varhelgi, after the meeting, wrote that the EU supports Georgia's reform efforts and encouraged Georgia to speed up the implementation of the 12 priorities set by the EU Council so the country can advance on its EU path. During the reception dedicated to the international cultural festival Europalia, and to commemorate Georgia's Independence Day in the Kingdom of Belgium, Kharibashvili expressed his support for Ukraine and the importance of upholding modern values and fundamental principles in the international community. He emphasized Georgia's solidarity with Ukraine, the free world, and the firm belief of the Georgian people in achieving their goals and becoming a democratic European nation. And finally, uh, Friday the 9th, the National Statistics Office of Georgia, or Geostat, published a quarterly report, Foreign Direct Investment, or FDI, in Georgia. According to the report, the Netherlands was Georgia's major foreign direct investor first quarter of this year with almost 240 million U.S. dollars, followed by Japan with 63.2 million U.S. dollars, the United States with 54.7 million U.S. dollars. Foreign direct investment in Georgia totaled almost 500 million U.S. dollars in the first quarter, with the manufacturing sector receiving the largest share at 226 million U.S. dollars. Trade and transport sectors also saw significant investment at $91 million and $43 million, respectively. Compared to the same quarter in 2022, FDI decreased by almost 14%, but increased by 53.3% compared to the fourth quarter of last year. Netherlands number one, Dutch people excited about investing in Georgia. What does that mean? It means that the oligarchs feel that Dutch law firms do a good job of concealing ultimate beneficial ownership. That's what it means. And that's it for this week. Stay tuned for a new episode of the Georgia Ramble coming up next week. I sit down with Derasa Sanakoeva, young woman who was born and raised in South Ossetia and now lives in Tbilisi. We chat about her life experiences and ideas about South Ossetia and its relationship with Georgia. If you don't want to miss it, make sure you subscribe to our show on Spotify or your favorite podcast listening app or email us at georgia at rorschach.com. Nachwandis! Nachwandis!